Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Blurring the Lines, the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode number 129. Today, I'm your host, Adam Bell, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing, Peter? Pretty good, Adam. So, statistically speaking, assuming we have alternated every time, which we may not have, but we generally alternate, you've done this intro approximately 65 times now. Approximately. (laughs) Still haven't quite gotten it right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, yeah, I I don't like to put the in front of things. El Blurring the Lines podcast. (laughs) El, 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 los los Blurring the Lines podcasts. (laughs) Oh, brother. Oh, man. How's your week been? We had a holiday last week or earlier this week, I should say. We did. I wish all weekends were three-day weekends because it sure makes my work week uh, fly right on by. Although, I Yeah. I, I don't remember if I told you, but for me now, all my weekends are three-day weekends. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> so I kind of wish they were all four-day weekends. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was off on Mondays and I worked yeah. Tuesday. I would kick butt Tuesday through Thursday, you know, do 12, yeah. three twelves and be done. Yep. <laughs> I've, I've done that before. When I, uh, when I first started uh, working with the hospital, actually, back in 2016, my normal schedule was uh, Monday through Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was pretty much, uh, but it was a 30-hour-a-week contract. So it was like Monday through Wednesday, um, uh, you know, like 7 to 5. Yeah. And then, you know, it worked out pretty well. And now I'm on a similar-ish schedule, you know, not quite as compressed. Mm-hmm. But uh, it works. So Cool. Cool. Yeah. Oh, boy. So the, uh, well, today's 9-11. Today is 9-11. <laughs> Not of 2001, but it is still September 11th. And uh, I was going to ask you, do you, I guess, I'm sure you remember where you were. Oh, yeah. I was at a client's house. Uh, it was a business client, but I was working, doing some work at his home office in his mansion in Woodstock, Vermont. Huh. And uh, at the same time, I was also contracting for a dot com, which was all, uh, which had two. Their development headquarters was also Woodstock, Vermont. Their marketing uh, and administration headquarters was uh, down in Boston. Um, but I was doing that. That was actually an early uh, early project of mine. One of my first firewall and uh, Linux based load balancer setups projects that I did. Ah, nice. So, uh, yeah, but I remember I was there and I remember seeing on, you know, CNN what was going on. I was like, holy cow, this is yeesh. And, um, yeah, I mean, not as, not as much as others, but, uh, it uh, was a little bit personal for me because, uh, less than two years prior, I had been contracting in, uh, tower two on floor 50. Yeah. So yeah, not, not exactly the skin of my teeth, but, uh, still close enough. I mean, mm-hmm my future could have taken a drastic turn and I could have definitely, you know, been working there on a longer term or permanent basis. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was working, I was also working at a dot com at that point. We were a, a spinoff of HCA, but we were still calling ourselves a dot com. And I remember the first plane hit, but I remember other planes had hit the trade centers in the past Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, so what? That's happened before. They're like, no, no, this is different. 
Yeah. And they were watching it on the TV and I was like, who cares? I mean, not who cares, but I was really like, yeah, this isn't really something I should stop working over. I mean, it's unfortunate for whoever was involved, but okay. But and then they said, not gonna, if you stop working, it's not going to help them. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't going to help anything. And then the second, somebody else, a second plane just hit the other tower. I said, what? Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, that's, not, you know, that part there, when that happened, I was still thinking this could be a, an air traffic control problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you could theoretically send two planes way off course. You know, if you had, if you had bad info and your plan was to send, you know, like routing two, mich- two, two planes into JFK or LaGuardia or something, right. and something got r- miscalibrated and all of a sudden you thought that their flight path was over here. I could see that happening. But then when I heard that something hit the Pentagon, I was like, whoa, we're under attack. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, uh, I would say for our, I mean, for our generation, we didn't, you know, we didn't have, we didn't live through Vietnam and we didn't live through Moonland. You know, this was one of those indelible moments that, you know, it's just, I just remember the emotion and the feelings and, you know, it was a, well, I don't know about today or in, in Boston today, but it's very much like it was that day. It was a little bit cooler mm-hmm. um, in 2001, but mm-hmm. it was a day a lot like today, clear, blue. It's like, oh, this is a perfect fall day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. here it's a, it's, a, it's a kind of a dreary fall day, and the temperature's mercifully lower. It's in the 60s again today. Oh, good. So... I plan to leverage that to my advantage and go for a run as soon as we're finished recording. <laughs> so that, let's get to it. Yep. <laughs> I already ran this morning. I ran 2,000 meters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not as far as you're going to run, but... Probably not. <laughs> uh, yesterday, though, it was really hot and really humid. Both, both, uh, both metrics were in the 80s. And uh, so I, I called it at 5K yesterday mm-hmm. uh, instead of my normal 10. So my goal today is to do 10. Um, and then tomorrow morning, I'll be running with uh, the folks from my uh, Croft McGaw school. Oh, cool. Uh, doing another trail run. So we'll see. I'll, you know, I'm like kind of tempted. I was like, oh, you know, if I just do 5K three days in a row, that's still pretty good. Um, but still technically a little bit behind where I want to be, right? Because I'm right. averaging 10K per day, you know? So, but still, you know, it's like not, not terrible, but I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll probably do 10 today. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Well, today we did a special workout for 9-11 where we did um, a 2,000-meter run at the beginning, nine exercises that all had 11 reps. They were all pretty intense. And then we did a 2000 meter row at the end of the workout. <clears throat> and it's been a long time since I was like, I, I want to quit. I don't want I don't want to complete this yep. <laughs> on the rowing machine. I wanted to quit it and I, I didn't quit, but I, cause I looked over next to me is this little school teacher woman and she's just, she's powering through. <laughs> I'm like, dang it. I shall too. <laughs> Make me look bad. Yeah. But had I been by myself, I probably probably would have quit. Yep. I mean, just, yep. it's ear pressure, man. It can be a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So, and I don't have very many days like that, but today was one of those. Yep. That's good. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, um, uh, so for Labor Day, as I told you, I took a, a bike trip and uh, went on a, a, a fun trip. Uh, it was definitely fun. Um, definitely some concerns that I ha- had going in were realized. Um, both with uh, people not really knowing how to really ride bikes in groups, not knowing how to follow the rules of the road or the bike path, mm-hmm. um, and also flagrant disregard for masks and COVID-19 and social distancing. <laughs> and uh, that was not fun. I was definitely very glad that I had my own room on uh, both nights of our stay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, here they're talking, the same group is talking about putting together a trip to Montreal and I will most likely pass. <laughs> <sighs> Brother. Yes. Had, uh, had, had one of our party, um, uh, not see the big giant sign in orange and black letters that says, walk your bicycles across the railroad tracks. Oh, <laughs> Oh, wow. Right on the tracks. (laughs) And like, I just, you know, dude, open your freaking eyes. (laughs) There's no excuse for that. Yeah. Uh, And that was just one one occasion. So there was a lot of frustration uh, on my part. And plus, Mm -hmm. I also learned that if you're going to be biking as part of a group, don't be the best in the entire group, especially (laughs) not by like an order of magnitude. (laughs) Uh, I, at some point I really wished that I had brought my mountain bike instead of my road bike Mm -hmm. so that I would have had to work harder to, you know, be part of the group. Uh, (laughs) But I was constantly stopping, constantly waiting, constantly going too fast for the rest of the group. And then I would stop to wait for other folks and everybody took that as a cue. Oh, we're stopping here. And then the whole group stops. Oh, you don't stop here. And then regularly, especially on the first day, uh, everyone was stopping like in the middle of the road. Mm. Guys, get out of the road. And they would move like six inches. You don't get it, you know? (laughs) So pretend you're a car. That's what you need to do. Pretend you're a car. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) If you're a car, would you stop there? Would you stop Mm -hmm. right here? No, no. No, no, that'd be silly. Yeah. Mm, Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that was frustrating. Um, But, uh, you know, that was fun. The restaurants that we went to were nice. Uh, Did some yoga out on the beach. That was fun. Got a little tan. Uh, I showed you, uh, I'm not going to share it with our uh, listening and viewing audience, the, um, <laughs> the suntan that I have developed over the last month or so of lots of outdoor uh, running. But uh, essentially, my arms and shoulders are, and the neck and face are all a nice deep brown. Mm-hmm. And my torso is lily white. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to work on that, and as such, I have become one of those guys who runs without a shirt from time to time. <laughs> well, you know, so so did you did you learn your lesson? Which lesson? I learned a few lessons. <laughs> I learned a few lessons. Well, I would say the 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 one lesson is you if you're going to bike with with people that you've never biked with before, you're going to have to be that guy of we need to have a brief meeting 
I, and I was <laughs> that guy. Yes, I did have a brief meeting to explain to folks things like this. Oh, wow. So they just didn't, it well, didn't go in? This was, this was after we had started. So oh, okay. here's the thing. It's like, I was not a tour guide, right? I was the one who was voted to navigate and lead everybody. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll do that. Um, but like, this was not my trip. I did not put it together. I was just invited to come along. Okay, fine. Um, but I did, yeah, at one point after a couple of hours, like, okay, guys, we got to get a few baseline rules down here. And I explained to those, and I was like, look, you know, you need to walk your bikes at crosswalks because at that point you're a pedestrian and cars have to stop for you. And mm -hmm. it also gives you more time because otherwise the tendency is people will just blow right through these intersections and get hit by cars. Yes. And one of my friends, the one who you know had originally invited me along on this was going on about, that's a good law. That's a good, I'm going to do that every time. The very next crosswalk we came to, he bowled right through on his back. <laughs> <laughs> he was also coincidentally the one who hit the uh, tracks and fell. And so it's like, <laughs> kind of poetic. But I also explained like when you're on a bike path and there is oncoming traffic, you must be single file. Mm -hmm. And I just had that, you know, conversation with them less than half an hour later. And we're coming up on some folks and he tells me, Peter, I'm coming up on your left. I'm like, <laughs> No, you are not. <laughs> back. There is oncoming traffic. Yeah. I, just, I don't understand how people can just be so tuned out in their own little bubble. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, and if and if and if you really are, I'm like, you should not be on a bike path, and you certainly shouldn't be driving a car. Uh, so yeah, that was that was frustrating. But you know, the other part that was also frustrating was it was a group of six. And uh, he also kept on periodically inviting more people. So the group got bigger. So suddenly now, when we're bigger than six, we can't all sit at the same table at a restaurant. Yeah, that's always a bummer. And also, it's like, you know, everyone, like, everything was decided by committee. Like, okay, we're going to go and, uh, you know, let's do this. Well, I don't like this. Okay, well, I think she might not like this. So, you know, there's probably going to be some, some uh, you know, some, some, some blowback from that. And it's like, why, why do we all have to do the same thing? Mm -hmm. Right. We're all adults here. Maybe a couple of us want to go there. And, and then finally by like the, the, the third day, I was, uh, um, two of the girls and I wanted to go to the beach and we've been talking about beach and beach yoga the whole time. It's like, all right, well, you know, I'm heading out to the beach and this was after there was a party of seven at breakfast. I was not, yeah. uh, you know, I said, okay, we're heading out. That's when I get a call from the, the organizer and I use, use that term loosely and he says you know like hey where are you guys at i'm like well we're right here and we're heading to the beach okay i'm right down the street i'm gonna come over and say hello to you i'm like no you're not because i'm not going to be here i'm <laughs> yeah. going to the beach right now <laughs> now if you want to join us i'm sharing my location you can come join us but yeah, i am I'm not yeah. not gonna lose more time because like <laughs> the second the, the first day second day the second day we were literally spending as much time taking breaks as we were biking <laughs> and we were not going that fast. <laughs> now, if we were like maintaining a 20 mile an hour pace, I could see taking an equal amount of breaks because that would average 10 miles an hour. But we were mm -hmm. averaging more like eight. Yeah. Which means we were averaging more like four, which meant that we were going to be spending on average around 10 hours traveling the 40 miles 
which meant we were not going to get there before sundown, which meant we weren't going to be able to do all the fun things that everybody wanted to talk about doing. Yeah, yeah. So, well, and, you know, I, I, as you were telling that, I was thinking, well, maybe, maybe they just wanted to enjoy the journey. No, they had a goal that they had to accomplish where they wouldn't get to do the fun things that they wanted to do. So, so yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> have fun on the journey, yep. but keep pace <laughs> to yep. complete the goal. <laughs> so I'm, I'm much more, more interested. I, you know, happy to hang out with any of them as individuals mm-hmm. or maybe even a group of four, but like, no, I'm, I'm good as, you know, groups of, six plus going and doing things or like just no i'm i'm good and i'll just plead covid19 it's not safe <laughs> it's true it's may not be my main motivator but it's true yeah i always get outvoted on it i, I like so i go to the trip in mexico and we take uh so around 25 people plus we have people that are there that are part of our trip and we'll go into a restaurant and then we'll have to try to get 28 people together in a long table. I'm like, let's That's just take seats of four yeah. wherever they can put us, Yeah, you know, and they'll and send the bill to me. Yeah. You know, for <laughs> what, what, what's the point of having a group of 20 some odd people? No one's going to even if a group of 10 people. You're not going to be able to have a conversation with anyone unless everyone is literally shouting at everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, I can only talk to the people who are immediately beside me, immediately across from me. And, you know, once you get so far away, it's it's only six of us anyway right here. (laughs) Oh, we don't want to leave anybody out. You are leaving people out. In fact, you're leaving everybody out. If you try to include everyone, you're including no one. So stop it. All right. I'm going to get off my soapbox and let's, uh, let's rant about something else. All right. How about ethics? Ethics. Yeah. So, um, as you know, I'm taking a class right now. This one's in business law. Um, of course it has a a short module on ethics, but it's nowhere near as in depth as my ethics class that I took last year. Mm -hmm. Um, coincidentally, a prominent feature of my ethics class last year was Tesla and driverless cars. Now Tesla, as you may be aware, uh, Adam and dear listener, uh, has some competition these days. Mm-hmm. Need like everyone else making cars because <laughs> everyone's starting <laughs> to make electric. But there's another startup called Nikola, which boasts like Tesla killing all these capabilities, right? And they're making a truck, they're making cars, they're making a Mac truck, making all all these same kind of things. And it's no no coincidence that the name of the company is Nikola, as After in Nikolai Tesla. Tesla, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, well, uh, um, Hindenburg Research put out a report yesterday, and this is a long one. I'm only about halfway through reading the entire report. Uh-huh. Um, that uh, essentially, they call this the biggest scam since Theranos. So, uh, Theranos being a company that claimed to have developed technology to do like 200 different blood tests in a little box about the size of like a small chest, you know, portable cooler, uh-huh. which turned out to be completely fabricated. Um, they had claimed that they were using all their own special technologies. And at some point they, uh, they were just outsourcing all of these diagnostic, they would take the blood and then ship the diagnostic, uh, the uh, samples off to Siemens 
for um, for their testing and then give the results back and claim that it was their stuff? That it came from their box? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Nikola has been completely falsifying all of their product demos. And, you know, again, these guys are making electric vehicles. Apparently, according to Hindenburg, at one of their demos where they showed a, a uh, one of their trucks moving across a stage, they uh, had an, a concealed uh, power cable from beneath the stage to power it. <laughs> so it wasn't running on batteries. And in another one, they claim that there's a video of the truck rolling down the hill. Apparently, it was just coasting down a hill, not actually <laughs> its own power. So, yeah. And this, just a couple of days after they signed like a multi, I want to say, was it $2 billion deal with General Motors? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. So, I mean, maybe they just sold it and then now they got to build it once they, they get the money it. for it. But they claim that they already had it. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. Like, there, oh, there's the, the ethical problem. There you go. <laughs> like, here's a demo. Look, isn't this cool? Except it wasn't what they were promising. And Theranos yeah. was pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah, I mean, you their stock price um, on Tuesday, their stock went up over the course of from, from uh, Friday, uh, September 4th to Tuesday, September 8th. The stock went from uh, $35 a share to fifty, almost $54 a share. Wow. And today, or uh, yeah, today it's at uh, 31 So <laughs> I'm kind of surprised, you know, if this is true, it's only gone back to slightly before where it was last week. Um, you know, I would expect it's going to not do so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's, that's one of those things. Um, did, have we ever talked about Robert Kiyosaki? I don't think so. So Robert Kiyosaki uh, wrote the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. And he talks about the things that he learned from his rich dad and from his poor dad. And, and one of the stories was making money. Yep. You know, uh, it, he, he tried to make coins by making slugs metal slugs and using them as coins and his his rich dad's you know explained to him the story of well you're on the right track but you got to make money out of nothing for real not make metal slugs and, and like this stock market is is just a perfect example of it was worth 25 dollars. they did nothing and they generated out of thin air millions of dollars <laughs> it's called fraud they sold a bill of goods yeah but if it were if it were real if we were talking about a company that legitimately did that i mean like yeah. let's say it was a real product but they still generated millions of dollars out of thin air by people having high expectations of the company which is is completely fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> a, I mean, as, but that happens all the time. Yeah, right? I mean, if you look, I haven't seen Tesla's stock price, uh, you know, in the last few days, but it had been absolutely skyrocketing. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like up, it was approaching. I think it may have even eclipsed two thousand dollars a share, but it was in that ballpark. Yeah. So yeah, great. But you know, I I don't think it's worth that. But hey, what do I know? <laughs> I, I just own the car. Yeah. <laughs> well. 
You thought enough of it. You didn't just buy stock. You bought product. I bought the product. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> All right. What else we got? All right. Uh, so I had, oh, that's the wrong outline. I had brought up um, discussing when to put a server in the cloud. Do you want to talk about that? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. The answer is simple. Always. Always. Oh, always yeah. put it in the cloud. Well, <laughs> that, is, that is one answer for sure. That is, that, or as, as my friend who uh, loosely organized that trip line, that is a answer. That is a answer. It is a answer. <laughs> I do not think it is a, a good answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you, uh, you know, because like I, I'll give you an example. I've, I've got a client, well, I've got plenty of clients, but uh, we always come up on the same problem. A brand new server, a five to seven year server, physical server will cost around $5,200 for a 20 office shop. That's a redundant, to me, for Sublime, that's a baseline server. That is redundant power supplies, redundant RAM, redundant hard drives, uh, five-year warranty and the cows. So we're under proper licensing and everything. That's where people they are like, well, I can get it $2,000 cheaper. You have no redundancies and you didn't buy the licenses. So you're in breach with Microsoft. <laughs> so you got to have, so $5,200. Now the same server right now, if I put it in the cloud may cost $500 a month. Well, after 12 months, that's $6,000. So I just bought that server again and I'm going to buy it every year <laughs> for a five-year server that I paid for. Now that, that would tell me that we're like, you know, not counting labor. We're looking at approximately a price multiplier of five to put that server into the cloud. Right. Mm -hmm. That seems a little steep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there will be, well, and then, but you can argue, okay, well, the cloud is, you know, you'll never have internet failures, which never is, has a little asterisk beside it. Because yeah, it's never, asterisk, never. Yeah, yeah <laughs> never asterisk. You won't have downtime. You won't have hard drive failures. That's all handled by us. We're, it's, we're doing all the backups of it. You can scale it as you need it, meaning you can add more hard drives, more RAM, more CPU on the fly. And those things have value. Mm -hmm. And especially if a client is, let's say that they're regulated. Let's say that they're, regu they're a bank yep. or they're a medical facility that can never go down. I would say it's worth it. I mean, you could argue that it's worth it, the price, but say a regular business that needs QuickBooks and it's okay for their QuickBooks to be down no, for half a day. For? You're spending money on stuff that you don't need. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, saying you need to move some concrete or, uh, you know, some cinder blocks in the backyard and what you need is a wheelbarrow, but instead you buy a dump truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll do the job. Uh-huh. It's going to cost you a lot more than, uh, than you know, uh, the, the wheelbarrow would, though, and probably mm -hmm. could use that money better spent on other, uh, in other uh, endeavors. Yeah. But our industry is really pushing to get everything in the cloud. And I really like, I like the, cl the cloud. Mm -hmm. But I have the ethical dilemma 
of not inform or I, I want to inform my clients, look, if you do this, you know, do it for these reasons, for the reasons I described, the 100% uptime, the zero, you know, the redundancies, the scalability. If you want to pay for those things and you feel like you need them, this is how we do it. Yep. But if you don't need these things, let's spend this money once. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it really depends. Like, so when I deploy servers and stuff, my costs, and I'm, you know, I'm pro I, I do definitely use different services and products than you do, but my costs are not up by a factor of five, not even mm -hmm. close by the way, you know, we do things. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, the, the price is usually a, a little closer, but I am so much more comfortable and happy managing a cloud server than an on-prem server. Mm -hmm. I don't care whose prem it is. <laughs> I don't want to manage it. I don't yeah. ever want to have to get into a car and drive to you know to you to fix something on an emergent or even not an emergent basis if I don't have to. Right. You know. So the cloud offers a lot of benefits. Does it cost? You know. Does it over? five times more? Eh, I don't know about that. Well, yeah, but if, let's say we brought, dropped that down. Let's say that we dropped it down to say 250 a month. Yep. You know, so it's and, still two and a half times the cost. Yeah, that's not, I mean, I think that that's, that's worth, uh, that, to me, that would be, I would, I would want to sell my client on that. Say, hey, this, this makes sense and here's why. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but I, I do have some clients that, that are hard headed. We want to do pure math and that's all work. You know, this server is going to cost me X and that server is going to cost me Y and Y is greater than X. So I'm going with X yep. and they're not considering and they say, well, if it goes down, that's why I hire you. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Again, that's that's a you know that that's sort of like why saying like I'm not going to eat right, I'm not going to exercise, I'm not going to watch my weight, and I'm going to keep smoking because I have health insurance and a doctor. Yeah, save that's, me, doc. That's dumb. So <laughs> no. no. I I do agree that the cloud managed is 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 a much easier management and you know solution from our side of providing excellent support out of the cloud um, and it's come a long way and I, I think it will continue to go down in price and it will come to a point where it will not make sense to buy your own server mm -hmm. to, to house it you yep. know and and then I you know of course you know the, the the old quote about the cobbler's kids you know they've got bare feet you know, if I, I wouldn't buy a cloud server for myself because I can buy something really inexpensive that I put together and I, I warranty myself and I back it up myself through my methods, you know, so, mm -hmm. but yep. I, I'm not going to sell that because I don't want to support that for my clients, multiply that for every client. I'm not yeah, doing that. Again, that's the difference like you and I, you know, we, we can sort of talk out of both sides of our mouths because it's not <laughs> yeah. the same for you, dear customer, as it is for us, the expert. Right. Yeah. You know? 
Like yeah. you should not be driving a Formula One race car. That guy over there who knows how to, he should be driving it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 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 server the server that I'm running my company on is not even a server class piece of equipment, but it's got it's got server on it and it does the domain controller roles and but I, you know, like you said, talking out of both sides of my mouth, I wouldn't put that same server in my client's office because I would not take the liability of that server going down. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, the quote unquote server that we run for Paradigm is actually a slew of different servers across the various cloud providers. So, you know, I don't, uh, we, Paradigm is now distributed. We don't have a physical office. And again, I don't want um, you know, like to, to have to go to a, a data center to maintain hardware. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the bulk of our stuff is either in Linode or um, AWS or Azure. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, plus we also use cloud services, you know, more abstract things like Dropbox, Office 365, OneDrive, uh, you know, Evernote, lots of services where, you know, I don't even know. I'm assuming Evernote runs on Linux, but I don't know. doesn't matter. Not a, yeah, not a thing. Not a thing. So, yeah. So, yeah. But it sounds like it, at least uh, an overview of the between the two. You would say always go to the cloud, more or less, with an asterisk. I would say always. usually go to the cloud. Usually go to the cloud. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely a strong usually. But yeah, I, I was a little tongue in cheek when I said always. Yeah. Well, you know, and I still have that, uh, you know, the old school of thought of, you know, okay, well, I can do, provide that service for my customer and I will. <laughs> yep. yep. But, you know, that's, a, that's, that's one of the places where we, where we diverge, right? You are in the business of providing that sort of service where I'm not anymore. Right. And I don't want to do that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we still do maintain servers uh, for some folks, but uh, I think we're down to one mm -hmm. client location who is completely on-prem. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is at least some form of hybrid or yeah. all in the cloud at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny though. You, if you do things like that, from a service standpoint, if you maintain on-prem or you maintain whatever, the, it. so I've got a client right now that they have a sleep lab and we maintain the computers for the sleep lab. Yep. But somehow we have gotten roped into, well, these sensors aren't coming up right. Uh, these cameras on the sleep lab aren't coming up right. And we need to get you to replace the whole head unit on these, this sleep unit, you know, the, the light where you put the head thing, you know, all the monitors that go on a person mm -hmm. to be done in a sleep. I said, hold on a minute. <laughs> We're the IT company. Mm -hmm. The computers. Mm -hmm. We never signed up to, we never said, Hey, we do sleep lab equipment. Is it medical device uh, equipment maintenance now? Yeah, we don't do that. I said, you know, and I, I actually thought about it. I said, well, and plus a sleep lab is a night process. It doesn't happen at noon during our business hours. 
So if that head unit goes down, you're going to call me when they're trying to sleep, not when, <laughs> not during the day. So, so no, we're not going to do that gear. But I thought about it. I was like, you know what? We will do that gear for more money. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Really more money though. If you're going to, yeah. if you know for a fact that every time you call me, it's going to be an after hours support call. Yeah. I'll, you, I'll, man, I'll man it. I'll, I'll put a dude that's on call or, you know, up, but it's not going to be for the same bill that we're paying right now. <laughs> that's the thing that always, it's a little annoying to, you know, like uh, when you're, dealing with uh, bigger companies and you're, you know, you're a smaller firm and people say something like, well, if we went with, you know, like Comcast for their managed services, they're going to, you know, they said they'll give us 24 seven coverage. Uh -huh. said, okay, well, yeah, perhaps uh, I'm not going to even try to speak to the quality of the text that they're going to be sending. Out. <laughs> and number two, how reliable are they really? You know, when's the last time you had a good experience with Comcast on your internet? <laughs> now you want to let them do your computers? Uh -huh. Oh, well, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we do provide 24 seven support, but we do 24 seven help desk support, not right. sleep lab support. Exactly. Yeah. On-prem mm. medical device management, not the same as I can't print. Can you help me troubleshoot this? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to come out there and unplug these and wake, you know, wake this guy up and <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and say no. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you. But no. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, I, I like your, your play on, words on nifty yes so i don't remember if we've talked about this as a nifty on this podcast i mean because if i f t t t if this then that has been around for years and one of the things that i've always complained about was you know they really need to be if this and this then that or if this then that and that, you know, to be able to string stuff because, you know, really right. the is, it's a cloud service for triggers and actions. And those triggers and actions can be part of various cloud services or device services like your phone. So, for example, um, I have used recipes now for years since I first heard of IFT so that when I leave my house, my phone's location checks in with IFT and it turns off all the devices in my house, my, all the smart devices. Mm -hmm. I also have a trigger so that whenever I add something to my shopping list via the uh, Amazon Echo, it gets added to my iOS shopping list. Nice. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, lots of things like that and you can have it, well, they recently stopped being able to access Gmail. They used to be able to send emails via Gmail. That service was taken away because Google is doing their own automation stuff now and trying to centralize <laughs> it. Um, but, you know, I've connected various services like Evernote, um, Amazon, the lady in the tube. Uh, like I said, iOS location, contacts, Evernote, Dropbox, my smart light bulbs, um, thermostats, all kinds of cool stuff. And um, 
you know, like I used to uh, use them. Well, I use their geofence triggers a lot too. So like if I leave home, turn off the lights. Um, if I, they used to have better nest integration, but again, Google broke that uh, where you would uh, like, if you came to a certain location, you could turn on the heat or turn off the heat. And now mm -hmm. you can just like maybe change the temperature or something like that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not quite as good, but what they've, since they launched, other services have come out, like uh, Microsoft has one called Flow, which is very similar. Um, it offers, I think it integrates, it, it's, it's very similar and you can do a lot of the same stuff, but it's not quite, a, not the same product. And there's also another one called Zapier, which yeah. does very similar things, right? And so, I use Zapier. Mm -hmm. Right. So Flow, I know, I've used Zapier, but not really as much. I don't remember if it had multi-step actions, but Flow is very, very customizable. You know, you can have all sorts of logic and, you know, do this and then this, and if this is true, do that, et cetera, et cetera. But it's really convoluted. And I've, whenever I've tried even just to do simple things, Flow has been very complicated, mm -hmm. and I haven't been able to do it. So... Um, so I've been a little bit disappointed with that. But um, IFT just announced IFT Pro, and they have uh, queries, conditional logic, multi-step applets, and multiple actions. Yeah. And so now they're saying like, hey, you know, like we believe the Pro, the, the price should be $10 a month, but we're having a thing. If you sign up by uh, uh, October 7th, you can set your own price as low as $2 a month. So essentially, if you sign up before October 1st, you get an 80% discount, mm -hmm. right? It's not really setting your own price. You're choosing a lower price. Yeah. So I would like to pay $7. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, you can choose a price as low as $1.99 a month. <laughs> now, as a regular user of this service, and I have been for years, I will likely pay for at least one of my accounts. Mm -hmm. uh, and I will uh, likely take advantage of the 80% discount that they're offering me mm -hmm. because why wouldn't I? Yeah. You know, you guys are saying that that's your minimum right there. Why would I pay extra? I don't, I, I'm not getting anything extra for that. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. So anyway, if pro, if you are an Ift user or if you're a Zapier user or a Microsoft flow user, you might want to check it out. Mm -hmm. um, I've used their free offering now because that's the only thing they've had for several years and it's been serving me pretty well. Cool. Well, I did. I, I don't think I ever talked about the Nest camera that I bought. I think you and I talked about yeah. trying to decide. So I bought my Nest camera and I won't necessarily go into that, but I got an email today that uh, Google said they're going to give me a free Nest Mini since I bought a subscription to the Nest camera. <laughs> so, so they're, you know, they're like, okay, uh, let's give these things away. At, at least those, I mean, those minis, which I don't, I've, I haven't priced one, but I assume since my A word, um, my, my Amazon taps, I mean, they're 20 some odd dollars a piece. Yep. Google can afford to give them away and try to sell me on subscriptions. I have three of them. I, none of them are active. Because you got them for free? 
I got all three of them have been free. I bought uh, back in 2018. I bought a new Nest for myself and one for my then girlfriend, and each one included a Google Home Mini. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I don't know what I did to deserve it. But about a month ago, I got a Nest Home Mini in the mail as well. <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe it was because I signed up for an energy saving program through National Grid or something mm-hmm. like that. I, I have to assume it was somehow related to that. But I just I don't remember, you know, saying, okay, um, I did try it briefly. And I just didn't really see the advantage over a word. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I want to set one up. I mean, like, yeah, do I need to give another company more insight into my daily routines and habits? But frankly, yeah. Google already has it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also I will admit I'm a little embarrassed. Um, just under two years ago, you may recall that I completely unsubscribed and disabled all Facebook services. Mm-hmm. I reinstalled WhatsApp last night (laughs) because it's the only way I can connect with my relatives in Germany. Yeah. They refuse to check SMS Mm -hmm. and they get so much email. Yeah. And I'm not going to install Facebook and I'm not going to use Facebook Messenger. So at least there's a, a modicum of slightly teeny little bit more security with WhatsApp. But it's still in the hands of Facebook and it still pisses me off to no end that I have to use it. Um, but anyway, yeah. So not thrilled with that. Um, I know the whole group, the group, the biking group that I went out with, they're all WhatsApp, WhatsApp, WhatsApp. I am not letting them know that I'm on WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not switching over to them for that. You know, this was like a, a one-time thing. I'm communicating with these two people over there. And hopefully once I, you know, get this all straightened out, maybe I can persuade them just a little bit. You know, can't you look mm-hmm. at SMS? I don't, why, why don't you? See, I don't get why can't you? Uh, you know, well, if you can do this, but not SMS, that makes no sense. Okay. I understand not wanting to install another app. Mm-hmm. Last I checked, every smartphone, iOS or Android, has SMS capability natively. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really sure why you wouldn't use that. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, well, I'm I'm in the same boat. I, the only reason I have WhatsApp is for my friends in Mexico. Yep. Same thing. Well, and theirs is they switch phones very frequently. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Well, they they just have lots of different phones and lots of burner what, phones and things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so so on your the topic of your Nest Cam. So recipes that that include Nest Cam, for instance, uh, from IFT. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could connect your Nest Cam and Philips Hue lights. Uh For instance, if the Nest Cam detects motion, turn on these lights. like, uh, there's one, I I don't know what a lot of these do. Oh, boil your kettle when your baby wakes up. So if you have a smart tea kettle, Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the Nest Cam is based on the, the baby and you see movement, it can put your coffee on for you. Nice. Uh, call your phone when Nest detects motion. Open the garage door when Nest detects motion. 
uh, track sound and events in a Google spreadsheet. So, you know, there's some cool stuff. It's, it's it definitely, it's got some, uh, some cool uh, things that I'm probably going <laughs> to, sorry, Nest, I'm probably going to, they're going to hate me for saying this, but I'm not aware of any major data breaches relating to Nest. So, <laughs> and it's been a while, you know, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> and with that, I think we know what we're going to see in the headlines next week. <clears throat> so, <laughs> oh well, you know, I know that you you hate Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, but I actually saw something that I that I, in a news article that I liked what he said, and that there are people posting on Facebook racist and negative things about other people and he is refusing to take them down one way or another saying mm -hmm. he can't be the racist police or the you know because it goes both it goes both ways i mean how can he take down you know their free speech of any kind he said it from a from a business standpoint it's impossible for us to find a way to take down everybody's free speech on our platform i mean that's mm -hmm. just uh and he said they weren't going to do it which i like i said i thought that was actually you know a good thing <laughs> now i don't agree with racist speech i don't think people should do that because it's wrong yep. uh but i also think that if you know you know where does it end if you're you know, because if you take down some speech, then you, well, yeah. it just keeps, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, first off, uh, even a stopped clock is right twice a day. So, <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I, I get it. But I think that you can make, you know, there, there's free speech and then there is shouting fire in a crowded theater. Yeah, which and is wrong. If you are blatantly promoting lies and factual untruths and they are known to be having a detrimental impact on a significant portion of society, I think you can adjust your terms of service and say, we will not host posts for Nazis or yeah. QAnon, you know, which is make, just making stuff up. Yeah. And completely fabricated and getting a scary number of people, some of my family included, to believe this. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I think that there's a there's a point where, you know, you, you can't say I want to shoot the <clears throat> anybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not free speech. Th th threats are not free speech, right? There's, there are, are limits. Yeah. And I, I would say that I think that um, that's uh, baloney. I think they just don't want to do it and that they're getting paid plenty of money for advertising for uh, a lot of these folks. And uh, that's that. They're getting paid from both sides. Yeah, I, well, because if it were my company there were there would be lots of things that i that i wouldn't allow i mean i wouldn't allow uh pornographic stuff i wouldn't allow illegal stuff i wouldn't allow hate oh they stop stuff like that they stop they stop things that they call pornographic yeah right I, they, I they would will stop. on occasion they'll take that down and they'll take some of that down on instagram 
Mm -hmm. I wouldn't allow hate things, but you know, that one would be, you know, bullying and stuff like that, that can happen without even bad words being said, you know? So that one's like, uh, by that, by that point, it, you know, I'd be like, okay, I'm just not even having a platform or I'm not going to provide that service, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, so yeah, there would be things that I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, so I wouldn't want it to be associated with my platform that yep. had my name on it. Exactly. Yep. I agree. <laughs> all right well on that happy note should we wrap it up <laughs> i think we should it was funny though you've got your hand over your mouth and i can imagine you just having a uh mustache only <laughs> which is kind of funny <laughs> i don't think i've ever done that <laughs> yeah, I, I have i have shaved my mustache once before and just left the uh, left the the, the goatee. goatee yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I think this is this. This feels like me. Yeah, I could deal with maybe a little less gray right here in the middle of the chin. But other than that, this is this is my look. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe I mean uh, October is coming up, and I have on a two occasions gone clean shaven for Halloween. Uh huh. And uh, because I dress up as Clark Kent in transformation, you know. In, in, <laughs> transformation to superman mm -hmm. so i might do that and then at the same time i can um you know i, I can uh be participating in uh, movember movember yeah movember. so it's a thing where you get pledge and you, you try to get people to pledge money and you shave off all your your mustache uh for um i forget what it's like i think prostate cancer research okay so, so it's you know it's a noble god you know things like i will shave my mustache off for the month of november if you will donate such and such to this charity <laughs> so, like, all right well maybe okay. I'm, I'm facially hair challenged i can't grow anything respectable i can I, the only thing that i can grow well is this right here right my chin i can yep. grow this circle area around my chin I can't grow a good mustache. I can't grow a good mustache that grows into the goatee, and I can't grow anything along the side that's respectable. But you know what's funny is I was researching somebody who a vendor who reached out to me, and I went to go out and look at their team, and one of their members of their team had equivalent to what my beard would look like if I were inclined to look like a homeless person with a bad beard. I was like, and, and he's in a suit. I'm like. He's just really emb embraced the bad beard. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Because his mustache didn't touch, and none of it was full. I mean, it just looked like stringy hair, you know. <laughs> not, you know, you know. There's there's guys at the gym they can just go, you know, beard on one week full i don't see any skin just all hair <laughs> i have never been in that same zip code <laughs> i i can't even come close to that don't know how they do it <laughs> <laughs> all right well on that note should we wrap things up yeah that was more happy note to end up that was happy note yeah i can't grow a beard great <laughs> uh, okay well on that note <laughs> you have other skills i do have other skills beard growing not one of them <laughs> Beer brewing, however, we shall see. Beer brewing started a an Oktoberfest. Ah. Uh, it is now Oktoberfest season. I'm hoping that I will actually have it by October. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, that is uh, my first uh, beer brewing attempt in like over two years, I believe, at this point. It's been yeah. a while. So, I made a Hefeweizen in the spring, which yep. is drinking well now. Nice. Good for you. W wish me luck on that. For now, my uh, fridge is stocked with uh, different, uh, you know, original imported uh, Oktoberfests. So that'll get me through until mine is ready. <laughs> in the meantime, if you have feedback for us, dear listener, please feel free to hit us up at blurringthelinespodcast.com. There's a contact form there. It goes to me and it goes to Adam. You can also find us on Twitter. Adam is at Sublime Comp. I am at Nicolaitis. I'm also at Paradigm CC. Adam's website is sublimecomp.com. My websites are nicolaitis.com, paradigmcc.com, and of course, yogawithpeter.com. Um, and on that note, I think it is probably time for one or maybe both of us to push the big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.